0: You're listening to the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro.
1: I'm Emily Ramos. And I'm Sandra Rivera.
0: So when is Women's Month? Let's just say now. (laughs) Okay. Let's just say this month is Women's Month. Sure. Well, since I have two very successful, prominent, business women on the podcast, let's just say that the podcast is celebrating Women's Month because you could be listening to this uh, and it could be Women's Month, right? Sure, so, we'll go with that. All right. So, uh, Emmeline, La Doctora, you are a prominent pediatrician. Well,
2: I wouldn't say prominent. <laughs> I would just say I'm a pediatrician.
0: So you're not successful?
2: I mean, I feel like if you're a doctor, you're successful in, in itself, but I'm not
0: prominent. Now, you just grouped all doctors <laughs> as successful individuals?
2: I think you are if you're a doctor. Or a lawyer, you are a successful person. Uh,
0: now hold on. Okay, so let's <laughs> deal with one at a time. Sandra, as a lawyer, would you agree that all lawyers are successful?
1: He left out the word prominent for me. Oh, I'm just letting oh, you know. Dang. Okay, okay,
0: okay. Even better. Even better. Would you say that all lawyers are prominent figures in society?
1: No, I would not say that.
0: And why would you not say that?
1: Well, I, I feel there are different levels of uh of lawyers and and they're exposure in the community
0: so what about uh, successful
1: yes i would agree that you are successful i mean you you attained a goal you have a license you have a degree you have a profession thank you that's exactly what i meant
0: so you mean just graduating from law school and passing the bar makes you successful by default
1: yeah i think so if you manage to get through it sure
0: i can think of a lot of lawyers that i would not necessarily call successful
1: well, it depends on how you define successful Happiness. Okay, well,
0: see, see? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it as soon as I said. As soon as I said happiness, she was like, uh, "No, why is that? Why is happiness?" Such a difficult goal To achieve for lawyers
1: I think you hear You're exposed to A lot of people's problems You're involved with them At some of the more stressful
0: Wait but I gotta Cut you off there Well what about a doctor Because a doctor Is involved in very negative And stressful situations
2: Yes I would definitely agree That that is true
0: But would you say That happiness is difficult For doctors to achieve
2: I think like In all professions Happiness sometimes Can be difficult to God, achieve Right my
0: God, But, she is but def- I think
2: for the most part As a physician I feel like Like you are happy, you are successful. Okay. Because you're treating people, you're making people feel better.
0: Okay, so you're successful, you're happy. What is wrong with you? Is there anything that is wrong with you at all? There
2: are is tons it? of things that are wrong with me. <laughs> okay. All right.
0: Here we go. Okay. So what is wrong with the medical profession?
2: Currently the things that are wrong with like the medical profession are is that we do medicine based on like what insurances will pay for. Like mm. if an insurance won't pay for a particular lab or test and we can't do it. Another thing that we're faced with is like social media, but I think this is in general, like a lot lot of professions, right? Everybody feels like they have a right to like demean you on like google reviews a lot of companies base you know your productivity or how good you're doing based on your reviews
0: this sounds like you've had a negative review or two of course okay could you paraphrase the last negative review you had
2: (laughs) so the last negative review uh, let me see um a mom came in she had one sick child she didn't pay any attention to me while i was in there she was too busy like eating and on her phone so the kid had pink eyes so i gave him drops and of course, right, I just we, left. Can
0: we slow down? So the kid has pink eye, and while the kid is sitting in the examination room, she's eating.
2: She's eating platanos. Yes, like <laughs> platano chips. I clearly remember. Platano okay? chips. So she's just yes.
0: eating yeah. platano chips. Yes. Does she have a drink with her? No. Oh, because platano chips, they aren't they're they dry. Of, they're kind yes. of dry. Okay. So she's like, I'm hungry. Take care of my kid's pink eye. Yes. Right? And are you talking to her while I'm you-
2: trying to, but a lot of times these, you know, parents are too busy focused on their phone
0: or their food. Yes. Okay.
2: So I you know, prescribe the medication, I leave. As she's exiting, she asked for drops for her other child who is not in the clinic, who was not registered, who did not come to the clinic. And I said, no, I can't give you drops because I did not see that child. Now, is
0: she talking with her mouthful, or did she at least <laughs> finish the plantain she chips? She finished the chips. Okay.
2: So then I guess that rubbed her the wrong way. And because she knew like the CEO of the hospital, she decided to tell and write
0: a review. Of course she would know the CEO, right? Cause you're sitting there with a bag of plantain chips. Like you own the place, so now this makes more sense. So she's basically saying, "Hey, listen, uh, can I get the same for my kid who's at home?"
2: She asked for drops for him just in case he gets pink eye.
0: Ah, because the one kid's gonna give it to the other kid, right? Okay, so she's thinking ahead, and you were like, "No, you need to bring the kid in when he gets pink eye." Right? But isn't that? I mean, you know. No, mm-mm. I mean, no, nope, that's not I, the way it works. Can I finish though? <laughs> nope. Hold on, nope. but oh, okay. So let's just say it's chicken pox. And um, and my sister has chicken pox, and my mom's like, "Oh, can you give her something, right?" And can you just give me an extra sum of that so I can bring it? so Stop. My, okay, my, stop. so ho- ho- I'm not even with the question. So just, that
2: can happen in so- like a general pediatrician's office. Like if you have a history and you have like a connection and you've, you've been to the same pediatrician over like for many years, right? You have mm-hmm. history with that person. And you have multiple children that I see the same pediatrician and you're a general pediatrician. If one kid is sick, yes, generally when I practice general peds in a general pediatrician pediatric clinic yes i would give you know the medicine to the other children that makes right sense.
0: Okay, Because so, I have
2: a relationship with you, but
0: uh-huh. I currently but first work. First of all, put your hands down. You're getting, <laughs> you're, get, you're getting a little aggressive. I
2: currently work in an urgent care setting. I am not your general pediatrician.
0: But if I've nope. been to see you multiple times over the last six months, does that not establish a recurring relationship, which would allow you to treat me more? Why are you shaking no, your head? No, because
2: I'm not your pediatrician. You know what?
0: I'm going to leave you a review. because' <laughs> no. I don't I feel, right. like, I feel like you're listening <laughs> to me.
1: So do you get to respond
2: to these negative reviews? No, unfortunately, we cannot.
0: Uh, but if you could, right, if you could to this mom, to this plantain chips eating mom, what would your response have been?
2: You know, most of the time I just want to ask them. What was the purpose of you leaving that review? Did you think you were going to like get me fired? Oh, like man. did you want to get me fired? Is this Is this why you wrote that? She's
0: like- so cute. She's going psychological. I just want to get to know what is your hurt? What <laughs> what is your intention? You know, where lawyers look at that like, uh, I ain't asking no questions. You know, I'm going on the attack. But Emily's still giving the benefit of the doubt. Like, what were you intending to do here? Can we go back in time? And can I stop you? Because nothing's going to happen.
2: People are cruel on these reviews. Just the other day, I was talking to my staff, my one of my front desk persons. She got a review that said she was like a waste of space and of like a waste of a paycheck. Like they insulted her for no reason. She thought back... She She's like, I don't know who could have left this review. I don't know why. I was not mean to anybody. She's well, a front desk person. You
0: know, if you're a waste of space.
2: But why would you say that about somebody? I don't
0: even know how to process that. For somebody to be a waste of space. And you uh,
2: probably had like five a five-minute interaction with this person.
0: Or maybe no interaction. Maybe they were trying to get her attention and she ignored them. But I'm saying, you know, let's say because she doesn't remember that I tried to get her attention I tried to talk and she blew me off. I don't know if I would come back with you're a waste of of space. You know what I mean? Like uh, there are many ways to say that. No, I agree. But again, these reviews are forever. Yes. You, you can't edit them. You can't, I mean, from your end, right? You can't delete them. You can only respond. But the response really it's done because people already read the negative review and maybe they'll read a response. For, but for the most part, it's presumed to be true.
2: Yeah, and then we go back and we look at this person and her history of reviews, and they're, like, all negative reviews on everybody. You so, know, she's one of those trolls.
0: Yeah. yeah, but next time I go to your clinic, I should go up to the receptionist and be like, God, man, so you're the waste of space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, forget about it. She'd be like, oh, my God, let me tell you about it. again." <laughs> but if she could respond, she would probably respond in kind like you did with, but I don't remember, but who is this, right?
2: Yeah, I guess, but sometimes you just want to, like, fight with them.
0: Okay, how?
2: I don't know, like get nasty but you can't get nasty on the review right because they just you You know
0: you can get nasty on the ellie (laughs) Castro show Uh, let's get ready to rumble (laughs) so if you could instead of asking questions you could just be nasty and tell this plantain chips eating mom what was on your mind the whole time you were checking out her son what would you say
2: Look up from your phone, put your phone down, respect that I'm in here, put the chips down. Why are you munching on chips in a clinic? Like, listen to me. I'm speaking to you. I'm examining your child. Do you see that I'm examining your child? Now, don't go and say I didn't examine your child because you weren't looking. You know, just like all of that.
0: You know what that sounded like? I am a prominent pediatrician, <laughs> okay?
2: Okay. How dare
0: you eat while I work, okay? I am a successful pediatrician. Why would you eat at an urgent care clinic? I mean, that's almost like uh, eating in a bathroom. Not to say that a clinic is a bathroom, but you know what I'm saying? There are certain places where you're like, uh, I'm going to leave the food in the car. Right. Um, You know, like I, like when I go to a hospital or a doctor's office, I'm not taking deep breaths. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I'm saying the air, you know, you're just get in, get out. I mean, you eating chips, it's like you're in a movie theater. It's not the right place, especially if your kid is sick. Could you imagine when our son was small, if we went to an urgent care clinic and one of us was snacking away, right? The other person would be like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Our kid is sick and you're eating Kit Kats. Go wait in the car. What are you, like a child? Right? I put my money that
1: it would be you eating the Kit Kat. Why would it be?
0: <laughs> no, I'm the, w- listen, I am the worst when it comes to the boy feeling sick. I, I know for a fact that I was the last person the doctor would want to talk to because I was never happy when the boy didn't feel good. So I was always like, I look like the guilty party, basically. Okay, did he get sick in his care? Because he looks mad. <laughs> I was always like the worst. Like I would always sit in the back, and Sanjo would always ask all the questions, and I would just be like, I just want him to feel better.
1: The imposing figure in the background.
0: Yeah, I, that's why I was like, I'd rather just wait outside, really, and just yeah, bring him out to me when you're done. That's why when he would get shots, it was like the worst mm-hmm. because I didn't want to hold him. So Sanjo would always have to hold him because I said I don't want him to. I don't want him to have that memory of me you know looking up and it was like dad who was like restraining me so I would always wait by the door and then when it was done I would pick them up scoop them up and take them out of there and we'd run out and I'd distract them and show them the flowers and the trees you, and, really, was.
1: you, you really did do that yeah, yeah and, you were the hero and I was uh... the <laughs>
2: bad, the and bad make parent them,
0: make them happy I'd get them a lollipop and then I'd get them all good again and we'd go back and he'd see the nurse and he'd be mad and the doctor and mom too because they were all guilty all of <laughs> so sandra you are a prominent attorney sure okay (laughs) (laughs) and and i would also say a prominent entrepreneur you just recently celebrated one year of chicago dog and co chicago Dog and company. Mhm. That's correct. And how exciting was that?
1: That was really exciting. It was uh it was a milestone. So, it was a good celebration and, you know, it's, it was nice to look back and reflect on how much we've learned in the last year because Lord knows that we didn't know a thing about it when we first opened, so.
0: Right. So, when you were in your first year of law school, did you say, you know, <laughs> Uh, when I have 20 years of law practice, I think I'm going to jump into the hot dog business. Not
1: even a little bit. Right.
0: So this is clearly not your idea.
1: No. Your father
0: not. just said, here, here's something else you can do besides, uh, defending people. Exactly. And you and your sister and your sister's husband have jumped into this mm-hmm. and your mom too. Cause your mom is like a, our accountant. Yeah. Not that there's any conflict there. Right. So <laughs> cause your mom and your father are divorced. Right. And your mom's essentially running the books right, for her ex-husband.
1: <laughs> Shows you how good of a person she is. Oh, oh, she is.
0: <laughs> so you did well one year. Mm-hmm, yep. And you're about to celebrate 20 years of being a lawyer. Yes. Being a lawyer has always been your dream. Yep. Specifically being a prosecutor.
1: Mm-hmm. So ever since... Geez, I used to watch The Cosby Show, and I just loved... I don't know if
0: we can say that.
1: Oh, it's about Claire Huxtable. And um, ever since I saw the courthouse in Orlando being built, I said I wanted to work there. And I just love the idea of trials, and it was just a natural fit for me.
0: Favorite memory as a prosecutor.
1: It's not a trial. It was just when I used to work in the uh, child abuse and sex crimes division, the camaraderie we had with, with the staff there, um, it was like a little family and you felt more in control of your cases there and you had you developed relationships with the victims and, and you, you really felt like you were prosecuting cases, like you were doing a service. So I think just in general, that time that I spent in that division was my favorite memory.
0: Worst memory as a prosecutor? <laughs>
1: um Worst memory is when I worked in juvenile and I got yelled at by a judge. And it was very humbling. Maybe a little unwarranted, but...
0: Wait a minute. I didn't know you got yelled at. We used to work together at juvenile. What what happened?
1: I think I was unprepared for a hearing or something.
0: You, you should never be unprepared. Right. <laughs> and by the way, I'm saying that in jest, but... um, One of my memories of juvenile was when I had to do a trial and the judge, who shall remain nameless, was sleeping (laughs) during my questioning of the witness. Because I looked over at the judge. He's out cold. And I'm like, what? And again, you have to understand that in juvenile, there is no jury. The judge is the jury. OK, so that's like being in a trial in front of a jury and all 12 people are asleep. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing? All right. So I wrap up my questions and I'm like, uh, nothing further, your honor. <clears throat> and then he kind of wakes up and goes, OK, uh, defense. And I go, can I get a redo? Can I go over again?
1: It does get boring listening to it's. It's. I mean, trials are not like you see on TV. So sometimes they get monotonous and boring and technical and
0: very technical. Yeah very boring. I always tried to spice it up and be entertaining. Right. But then I found out quickly judges don't like that Mm -hmm. because uh, you're trying to make a a show of the trial. And I'm like, yeah, because I got to entertain the jury. And I got yelled at by a judge where mine was worse because there were people in the jury box. Right. You got yelled at in juvenile. There's probably what, six people. Mm -hmm. But in my courtroom, there was a whole bunch of people. And I was like, okay, you know. (laughs) But did I stop? No, because you have to be entertaining, right? Especially as a defense lawyer. You have to like galvanize that courtroom and the jury pool. And it really is about how you can present the evidence in the most entertaining way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Now, do you have to worry about that? Like when you're at their clinic, do you have to, you know, like could you present your diagnosis in a more entertaining way? Because that's the thing with doctors. They're like, I've got something to tell you. Well, um,
2: I, think, I think I can because I'm dealing with little kids, so I mean, I can make it fun for little kids if it's just like a diagnosis of like oh you just have a cold or you have a boo-boo or you have an ear
0: infection
1: yeah but when you have to deal with a dad like Ellie nothing sounds like good news
0: right so how would you tell me like the pink eye diagnosis to make it more palatable for me
2: so your son has some, you know, just some boogies in his eyes.
0: Wait, you're calling him boogies? Yeah,
2: eye boogies. Okay.
0: Wait, wait, what am I, eight?
2: <laughs> I'm trying to make this, like, fun.
0: All right, so let's do this again. But this time, I really I really will be, like, the way I was when the boy was young. Okay, here we go.
2: Or still. I, w- we can talk about that. Um, so-, <laughs> so wait,
0: so let's talk about it.
2: Oh, I know there's a story there.
0: What, what do we want to talk about? Well,
2: because Alexi twisted his ankle about a week ago, right? And you would think that he had his leg amputated. And he, and I get a phone call. I'm at work. I get a phone call and it says, Alexi, uh, Alexi sprained his ankle again. I'm on my way. Where are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm at Winter Park. I'm like, okay, fine. Not a problem. I tell the front staff, my husband's coming with his son, you know, be prepared. And apparently he like carried him in, you
0: know. He <laughs> I didn't want him. carried to put him in. God. Any pressure on his ankle?
2: The boy is like, how tall? He's 5'8, five, 5'9. Five, and he weighs like, how much? 162 pounds and he carried him in his
0: ankle his <laughs> oh ankle God. what do you want me to do you
2: could have told me i could have we could have wheeled the wheelchair out to it him it was
0: starting to rain
2: so he carries him in right so i get the wheelchair and i bring alexi back and ellie has this look of just utter like annoyance like he's pissed off he's just i'm mad that he's he's hurt hurt.
0: yes i'm mad that he's hurt i don't know who to be mad at
2: but you have to realize this is my my place of work like these are this is my work family and my husband is coming in pissed off
0: well i'm trying not to make eye contact i'm trying to like stay to myself and not look up
2: so he basically doesn't even talk to me like he's just very quiet he's like he's got this you know this look of like i'm mad i'm pissed i don't want to talk that's right just take care of him and i'm like okay i'll fix him i have no perspective on the injury at hand. So, you know, I do what I do. I talk to Alexi. I kind of talk to Ellie, you know, because he's going, he's like walking away from me, walking away from the boy. He's like at the other
0: end of the room. Well, I was pacing to (laughs) stay calm. He was pacing, yes. I was pacing to stay calm, but I was doing it behind the boy so the boy wouldn't see me. But yes, she could see my distress.
1: It's a sprained ankle.
2: (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm wheeling the boy in, right? And he's like taking selfies, you know, like he's fine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's taking selfies
2: in the wheelchair. He's perfectly fine yeah but ellie is literally i needed my own wheelchair yes and you know my my manager comes in and says hello and ellie can barely like say hi it barely comes out of his mouth yeah
0: don't talk to me that's what i wanted (laughs) to say please don't talk to me not today (laughs) but you know what you didn't do you didn't address me you know i did no you addressed me it was very cold (laughs) no you (laughs) didn't i
2: cannot believe you You i did address you and i addressed alexi but you know with you it's just like what was I gonna tell you? Nothing was gonna make you feel better.
0: Was it my face?
2: Yes. It's always
0: okay. What what is it with always? <laughs> it's what? always
2: your face that makes
0: oh. it
1: unapproachable.
2: But
0: you have to you have to break through the face. Sometimes you have to break the face.
2: That is very hard. <laughs>
0: but but I, I wanted to be told what I wanted. I didn't hear what, what did I you wanted. wanna hear? You know, everything's gonna be just fine. You have nothing to worry about, okay?
1: What were you worried about? What did you th- of course it's going to be just fine
0: I know but I needed to hear that Maybe like six <laughs> or seven times in a row Listen
2: I like I even went I went above and beyond Like I referred him to ortho Like you know I'm like Okay let's take this a little step further And let's do a little bit more than just You know do an x-ray Embrace it or whatever Let's make sure that I let Ellie know that I'm going to refer him to ortho So that you know make sure that There's no instability Because he is a competitive athlete And I tried to you know Reiterate this to multiple times To Alexia and to you You know? Not
0: to me I was pacing <laughs> I said, just make sure it's in writing so that I can read it later.
2: <laughs> I think you weren't <laughs> even listening to what I was saying.
0: Now, I just wanted him to be okay. I, I don't know. Maybe I wanted you to do something magical. and for him to,
2: <laughs> Lay hands.
0: <to> <laughs> lay hands on his ankle. And then he'd be like, oh my God, this is great. And I'd be like, yeah, science. <laughs> I ran across this review since we've been talking about reviews uh, of a pediatrician. And I thought you guys would like this. It goes... My son's pediatrician calls him a mess every time we go for an office visit, and it infuriates me. A mess. (laughs) Yeah, a mess. That's the title, by the way. (laughs) She goes, I can't possibly understand why someone would go in practicing medicine on children without having an ounce of compassion. Now, she's going way deep, okay? Mm -hmm. Way deep for one word. Yes, I have a hard baby turned into a hard toddler. Now that's a lot that's a that's a lot to unpack right there.
2: I want to know what she means by hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When she
0: says yes, that's like an admission. Yes, I have a hard baby that turned into a hard toddler. So now we're talking years. She goes, "Yes, he is scared of going to the office because he gets stabbed."
1: Oh my god. And
0: restrained in very uncomfortable positions while nurses who aren't even nice force him to do things that he doesn't want done to him. How about that?
2: I've seen kids... I've seen moms like this all the time. I see moms like that all the time. So
0: you know this mom already. Yeah. You can see her. She goes, but the audacity to call my son a mess at 18 months old and at all prior appointments as well. I take really good care of my son. To hear that he is a mess, not only insults me, but also my son to his face.
2: (laughs) (laughs) i mean calling the 18 month old the mess is kind of harsh i mean to me that's more of that's a reflection of her like it's a reflection of her parenting style of her parenting skills of discipline of lack of discipline of lack of structure of just letting the kid do whatever he wants
1: see and i hear that and i just think you know kind of lighthearted, like oh my gosh you are a mess today you know that
2: kind of and i can see that too right You know, but she did not portray that kind of mess. Right.
0: No, this one came out swinging. I would say I was a mess too. And that's why I got a lot of cocotazos. Cocotazos, changing children... One cocotazo at a time. Uh, But if somebody called my son a mess, I think I would just go in for the clarification. Like, what do you mean? You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, you'd have to determine how it was said. Like, if they said, you know, if this is his second sprained ankle in a month, my goodness, you're a mess, aren't you? You know, that
0: kind of thing. That would offend me, though. That would offend (laughs) me. It would because I'd be like, I don't need you to remind me. I, I, I got mad at Emily when she was like, this is uh, your second sprain in what now? It's in the last month? And I'm like, why are you keeping tabs like that? Don't remind me of how bad it is. Like, I don't need to know.
2: I need to know for documenting purposes,
0: okay? Well, I don't, well, then whisper it to him. <laughs> uh, say, Dad, can you step out of the room?
2: I'm sorry.
0: I don't see how you can say uh, he's a mess in a bad way. I just don't see how you can say that and be mean about it. You know what I mean? Like to not say it in jest, to be like, your kid's a mess. If he's 18 months, first of all, all 18 months are a mess. <laughs> right. But to mean that in a bad way, I just don't see that.
1: I think it's just lingo. I mean, I think that's like a, a relevant lingo right now. You know, if something is out of sorts. It's a yeah. mess.
0: Yeah. This is, this is just a mom who goes into the clinics, you know, con cara with She's a bad face. She's already mad. She's already mad. Okay. Okay. Why are you looking at me like that?
2: No, because I know you, and you are the same way.
0: But the difference is, I would not leave a review. <laughs> I would just tell you in person, like I did just now. <laughs> One star. And that was the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro.
1: I'm Emily Ramos, and I'm Sandra Rivera.
0: For more information on my upcoming shows, Mi gente, you can go to elliecastro.com, and you can follow me on social media under Ellie Castro Comedy. What you don't want to tell people about? You what? don't want to tell people about Chicago Dog and Co. Hey, you
1: know. Okay. <clears throat> is it my turn now
0: oh <laughs>
1: <God>. okay <laughs> and you can find me no you're not gonna find me there
0: you, why not you're there you can find me <laughs> making much. hot dogs
1: nope.
0: no making fries
1: and you can find chicago dog and co on facebook and instagram we are located in altamont springs florida
2: chicago dog and co
0: <laughs> you can find me in between trials making hot dogs and fries no
2: no okay Mm -mm. bye no no that's (laughs) come
0: my god
2: um i'm always at the urgent care i'm always there
0: with a smile yeah let's put a smile on that face